And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. How's everybody doing? Happy late night edition of the show. Before we get into our recap of this past weekend's game, as well as just talking about all the moves that were made over the past, I guess we could say 36 hours. Uh, just want a reminder that this show is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting, best tasting protein bar in the world. So go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. So yeah, on today's episode, we'll be recapping the previous game against the Nashville Predators, as well as rounding out the show with the moves that they made. Uh, David Savard on Saturday or Friday, late Friday night, I believe it was Saturday, and then some of the moves that they made today, well, the move that they made today, bolstering up their defensive core and adding more depth. We'll be rounding out the show with that. So why don't we just jump into this game? Uh, what a great game. Now, I, I, before I get into the recap of this game, what I really want to just, I want to correct myself. I want to backtrack myself from the last episode that we had. Now, on the last episode, I was ranting and raving about how this team wasn't exactly playing up to par, how they were falling into some bad habits. They were, weren't doing things that uh, I guess were the the reverse of the expectations that this team has set for themselves as well as the fan base and yours truly. Uh, and I did say at one point that if they kept playing like this, yes, they would probably not make the playoffs. What I meant by that, I wasn't going to say that they were going to not make the playoffs, that there's a fear of them not making the playoffs. Right now, as it stands, it's not a matter of if they're going to make the playoffs. It's a matter of where they will finish, whether that is first in the division or second uh, or even third. Uh, I, I What I really meant was that the way they were trending – as well as some of the teams that were behind them, such as the Nashvilles and the Chicagos, which I meant by all of that was that, and, and granted, a lot of things have to happen for Tampa to, to miss the playoffs at this point. Uh, Chicago and Nashville really have to play their asses off to end the season. And I, I think the only way, even then, where Tampa would be in danger, if anything, of missing the playoffs would would be that Tampa would just basically have to lose out in regulation for the rest of the season. Um, I don't know in recent memory if there has ever been a situation in which that has happened where a team has basically fallen from the top two in the division and just completely fallen out of the playoff talk. 
which is wild to think about. I mean, we've seen it in baseball pretty much all the time. But, yeah, I just wanted to go back and clarify that because some people were coming out to me, some fans of the show, and saying, wait, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, this team is almost 11 and a half points, if you want to say that, uh, ahead of Nashville and Chicago, which they are right now. You know, they're sitting at 11 points ahead of Nashville, uh, and it's basically a two two three team race for the first pit, first overall uh, spot in this division. But yeah, so that's what I meant by that. I didn't want any Lightning fans to think that this team was in danger. Obviously, if you look at the standings, they're clearly not. Uh, but it, it was one of those situations where the the Lightning were not playing well. Now this was pro- this was over a week ago, so. And I think a lot of things have, have changed since then. They've bolstered up their team. A lot of players are starting to contribute a lot more. Uh, so, you know, that's good to see. And you definitely saw it in this game, in this matchup against Nashville, who, let's face it, yes, they have come a long way from where they were at the beginning of the season. But at the end of the day, they're still not nearly as talented or as deep as this Tampa Bay Lightning team who... Like I've stated throughout this entire season that the Tampa Bay Lightning really, I would say maybe 75% of the reason as to why they lose games, especially against lesser teams like the Columbus Blue Jackets or the Dallas Stars or especially the Detroit Red Wings who they lost a couple of weeks ago, 5-1 to on national television. 75% of that is contributed to just seemingly forgetting at certain points in the game that they just that they're the defending champs and that they are capable of very good things on the ice when they just are disciplined but yeah that was not the case in this game against uh the Nashville Predators really you know even though the score sheet uh it does go three goals I really counted as two because one of those was an empty netter so I really don't look at losses. I don't really look at wins or whatever the case may be. Wins or losses, I don't really count the empty netters because that's just, I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I think you could figure that out on yourself. So really, if you want to look at this game, the Lightning did win 2 nothing, which is really what happened. Uh, plus, with the storylines, Andre Vasilevsky really just carried this team the entire game, which is basically an ongoing thing through through almost every win in every game that he's played in the whole season, which I'm not complaining about. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just relaying what I saw. So the key, so the kind of the, the key storylines coming into this game, the lightning were playing a man down because of the salary cap, because of the trade with uh, Columbus that ended up in them acquiring David Savard. Uh, Tampa Bay comes into this game, 27, 11 and two. And the other kind of noteworthy storyline that is surrounding this team, Steven Stamkos is out. We will not see the captain in this one. Not sure when he will be coming back. Uh, Still waiting on what is exactly the issue with Stammer. Uh, Just an undisclosed injury in this one. Kind of frustrating for, you know, us on our end just because can't talk about it uh obviously the team knows what's going on with them it's not like they're sitting they're sitting there not sure what's going on with them but anyway let's just jump right into the action into the first period Nashville had a few odd man rushes early on 
And this is kind of the trend that we've seen, not only from Nashville, but just from every team that just pl- has played Tampa this year. So just basically everybody in the division. And I, and I spoke about this in length on the last show where I really said that one of the biggest things that the Lightning does not do well is that early on, especially, they fool teams into thinking that they could compete with them. And that definitely comes back to, to bite them in the butt on numerous occasions. It, it, it allows teams, especially these slow starts, I mean, you could really, it, really what it comes down to is that the Lightning are not good starters. Uh, every now and then we'll see them score a quick goal or two to start the game. Uh, we've only really seen that out of this team over the past year in the playoffs. But yeah, they, they need to do a better job with that going forward. Uh, especially with, you know, not sure what's going on with Stamkos. Uh, Nikita Kucherov will be coming back into the picture uh, soon, especially in the playoffs. But still, when you're skating out there, when your two best scorers really are uh, Braden Point, Andre Palat, and then you got the the Coleman-Gord line uh, right behind them. And, 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 of course, Victor Hedman, who was just having a great offensive year. You still... You still want to score, get on the board early, get things going for your guys, and uh, letting the other team kind of get some confidence early on. That's definitely not what you want to do. Of course, none of these these rushes ended up or resulted in goals, but still, it, it's you're kind of playing with fire at that point, especially early on. And you know, when you're goaltender, even though he is the best in the game, make no mistake about it, you still want to get him kind of settled in before you know the the, the action really starts to heat up there. All right, so uh, at 6.45, Ross Colton uh, scores his seventh of the year backhanded goal. And, and really what made this this goal happen was uh, Sergachev thread the needle from the neutral zone into across the blue line, uh, leading Yanni Gord, who made a fantastic pass, basically sort of a spinorama into a pass. Uh, kind of a – it looked like a one of those how when the point guard – does kind of like a, I guess, a, a behind-the-back uh, no-look pass in the NBA and basketball. Uh, Colton has been playing fantastic over the next over the last six games, scoring five times in that span. Uh, three of those have been game-winning goals. And this is the thing that the Lightning really, really need and are really going to need going into the playoffs is these young players, guys like Ross Colton, guys like Cal Foote, guys like like Thomas, um, definitely want to see those guys kind of forming out and, and getting into the groove of thing, getting into the swing of things. And it's great to see because, you know, I was talking with uh, the hockey writers, uh, Eugene Helfrich, who was a guest on this host before the season started. I was talking with him and we were basically going back and forth and saying, you know, it, it the thing about these players, these young players on the Lightning is that they're already so so talent and talented and raw right right at this point in time, and we've seen this with Mikhail Sergachev in recent years, is especially last season how how big of a difference he is from last season into this season, is that you think it's exciting to watch these guys play during the regular season, but wait until they get into the playoffs and and just how beneficial a deep playoff run will be for these guys and just see how that carries over into the following season. So. Uh, great to see these guys uh, keep up the contributions to the team. And, you know, definitely want to see a lot more ice time from these guys going forward. So uh, 
Tampa has been allowing, and, and I spoke about this, a, I, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't talk about this on the last podcast, but I'll talk about it now. Uh, all season long, one of the other things that I've picked up on that I really don't like and is kind of a little bit concerning because this will, especially against the uh, the better teams in the playoffs, like like the Boston Bruins, like the Washington Capitals, uh, like, I don't even know if, I, I right off the top of my head, I don't know if Philly's in it, but um, the teams, oh no, Philly's not in it, but the teams especially coming out of the East, like the Pittsburghs, the Islanders, and Washington, uh, and even the Canadian teams, Toronto now, who is just looks like a monster. Uh, these are the things that you don't want to be doing, and what has Tampa has been doing is they've been allowing opposing team players to just skate almost without any hesitation into the low slot all alone and just park themselves there. And I, I stated this on the past show is that hockey is a game of routines and habits, and that's not a good habit to have. And um, at certain points when it does happen, it, it it's not addressed on the commentary, which I'm not going to get into the fact that, you know, Dave Randorf and Brendan Blum, I'm, I'm not going to rag on them for that because, you know, that's really, you know, I'm, we're all on the same team here. But I'm shocked that it hasn't been asked. Uh, whether in post-game interviews or in practice and all that stuff. I'm surprised that Coach Cooper hasn't been addressed uh, with that issue and that recent trend. Uh, I'm curious as to what his answer would be um, if he were to ask. And if he was asked, if you guys have, you know, who are listening to this, uh, have seen something or some footage of that in, in which he was uh, asked, uh, what is he going to do to address that trend? Uh, go ahead and tweet that to me at, at APDanker, D-E-N-K-R on Twitter. I would love to see that. Maybe I just missed it. Or tweet it to the show at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter. Or maybe if you find it on Instagram, follow it. Or, of course, give us a follow, but also you know tag the show in it at LockedOn underscore Lightning. So uh, we'll talk about what else happened in this game and in the full recap in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about one of today's sponsors. And that is Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar has 18 amazing flavors. Six new ones just dropped out. My favorite one out of all of those is probably the Apple Almond Crisp. Built Bar sent me a little care package. Uh, thanks to them. You know, they're great. Um, you know, just kind of to sample all the new flavors. Uh, Built Bar is great for the health conscious person, you know, especially in this time when I'm still a little hesitant to go back to the gym. This is something that definitely holds me over. It's kind of like a, a meal substitute. So go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 50% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, so we're back here. We're recapping the game. We're still recapping. It's going to be a little bit of a longer one than what we've done recently. Uh, so a lot of it. So a lot of talk to talk about in this game. I don't know why I just couldn't talk right now. But anyway, so the rest of the period, we're, we're still here in the first period of those past Lightning game in which the Lightning did eventually win 3 nothing. But like I said at the top of the show, that really, you know, one of those was an empty netter. So 2 nothing. Um, rest of the rest of the first period, Tampa did a great job working the corners uh, and, and really making it difficult for Nashville to, to get the puck through the neutral zone. But you wouldn't know that by the shot count, which, you know, at the end of the first period, it was 18-5 to in favor of Nashville. Uh, that's the thing. That's one of the keys to this Lightning team that they need to carry forward with them 
to close out the season as well as into playoffs is working the corners and really just causing a headache in the neutral zone for the team, for the opposing team. Because if they could do that and cut down on the the turnovers in which I mean they've they've get, they give up the puck a lot, especially in the neutral zone. Um, and, and that's really, really what worked in Nashville's favor is that, you know, Tampa has, in this one especially, had, was really susceptible to giving up the puck in the neutral zone, which you're basically really giving the other team a head start on the rush, which you never want to do. And, you know, I stayed at the top of the show, of course, that, you know, it, you don't want to let the other team kind of get some confidence and get things going. And that's really not something that's going to help out your goaltender as well. But, you know what, I think that if they had any other goaltender other than Andre Vasilevsky, maybe the result of this game would have been a lot different than what we saw in this. So, 50 seconds left in the period. Vasilevsky makes an incredible save shot, uh, uh, incredible save batting the puck out of the out of midair. Like I said, uh, Andre Vasilevsky, and, and I've said this multiple times on multiple shows, when it comes down to it, yes, we got Steven Stamkos, you got Victor Hedman, you got, you got your supporting cast players and your Anthony Sorelli's, your Blake Coleman's, your Patrick Maroon's. The list goes on. But when you come down to it, the, the, the main success, the main factor as to why this team is so successful and the heart and soul of this team, in my opinion, is Andre Vasilevsky. And that's why, I, I mean, he is just an incredible goaltender. He, he has carried this team to victory more times than I could really count. At least in the time that we've been doing this show, which is over a year now, crazy enough. But yeah, Andre Vasilevsky is has was great in this one against. I would say, in my opinion, a lesser foe. I you know Nashville, like I said, has played very well this season, and a lot of people thought they were out. And now they're back in the playoff hunt. But really, when you stack up these two teams, especially when you have eighty-eight in net, who my opinion, should hands down win the Vezina Trophy unanimously. Uh, I think it's a no contest. I think the other team really is it's just a matter of them just trying to at least get one on the board. Uh, for, you know. So moving into the second period at 3.58, Ryan Nellis scores, scores but Tampa challenges. And it looked like... It looked like on the initial replay... Well, on the initial play, before they, they start showing the replays, that Ellis... Uh, he he looked like he was trying to shoot the puck. he was trying to get the puck back into the zone and he just ended up shooting it towards Vasilevsky and it just trickled in. But um, yeah, it, uh, to me at first glance, I I thought like it was offsides, which it ended up being. So and, and I'm surprised that the refs actually missed that one. It was it was kind of almost obvious, but what are you gonna do? You know they they can't make every call correct. So the call comes back, no goal, offsides on the shot. So you know what uh, the the shutout is still intact. So at 14.04, Chernak gets the puck in open ice and, and sends it through traffic off Ryan Ellis and past Pecorine, making it 2-0. Uh, that's Eric Chernak's second of the year. Uh, really the key to this, though, is Braden Point get uh, fighting for the puck along the boards in the neutral zone and getting the puck into the zone. And that's what really started everything in here and getting it deep into the corner, which allowed Chernak to basically be almost by himself. Uh, it was kind of also a weird shot off his puck, off his stick. I'm sorry. Uh, if you look at the replay on that shot, it it it, it was it's kind of like wobbled off, and, it, and not even that. It it just it it just came weirdly off his stick. It, it looked like really from the speed that he shot it, it was going to be like really one of those snipe wristers, but it, it kind of just 
it, it was almost like a knuckleball if you, if you really want to just compare it to something in terms of speed. Uh, but yeah, two nothing at this point in the game, and then Nashville resor- uh, resorts to what every other team in the NHL tries to do with this Tampa Bay Lightning team, and that's getting things chippy. And I I don't know when teams are going to start to learn and start to realize that guess what, that doesn't work on this team anymore. Yeah, early last season before the trade deadline, Tampa struggled immensely with this style of play where. Teams realized that they weren't going to be able to skate with this team. They weren't going to try and, you know, go tit for tat on, on the scoring. So they were going to try and get in their face and really outbody them and play physical and get underneath their skin. And that's when Tampa went out, got Blake Coleman, got Barkley Goodrow, signed Zach Bogosian, and they put a stop to that. And and now, because of the playoff front, you still have Goodrow and Coleman and Pat Maroon. And as well as, you know, the other tough guys on the team, like Yanni Gord, that doesn't fly with this team anymore. This team is not the same team that was getting almost bullied around last season. And and you saw this in the game with Nashville t- uh, the other night, where as soon as it became 2 nothing, Nashville started to make this game super chippy. And Tampa wasn't falling for it. There were certain times where guys like the Yanni Gords were kind of taking exception to what was going on and how certain players on the Predators were really trying to, you know, draw a penalty or stupid penalty. But you know what? I, I, you like to see when players on Tampa uh, uh, don't fall into those traps. Uh, and this is an experienced team, and they're not going to fall for that crap. So uh, good to see that, especially in that situation, them up to nothing. So really, that's it for the second period. And then when you move on into the third, we'll get into that in just a little bit. Not a really a lot of action going on there, but uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about our other sponsor on today's show, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, and college basketball is over, but the NBA and the NHL are still in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you could imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bet, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website right now and use or use your cell phone. It works perfectly on my phone. I, I that's what I that's my go-to when I use BetOnline.ag. Uh, sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On, guys and ladies. The awards, the the award uh, season awards are almost you know finished up. So definitely place your bets on Vasilevsky and Hedman to win the Vezina and the Norris because guess what, those guys are taking it home a hundred percent. So once again, go over to BetOnline.ag, use that promo code Locked On when you make your first deposit, and you will get a 50, 50 That's five zero percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Alrighty, so now we're back, finishing off this recap of the game from Saturday night in which the Lightning took home a 3-0 uh, win in in Nashville. So, really the third period, not really eventful here. Uh, just to sum it up, Vasilevsky shut the door in the game, and w- with his fantastic saves, I think with all the saves that he made throughout this game, he really took the wind out of the sails for the Nashville offense, and, and you saw it. For pretty much the entire third, all they were trying to do was draw stupid penalties from 
Tampa. Tampa wasn't falling for it. And yeah, that was pretty much it. And then Yanni Gord, Yanni Gord's empty netter uh, with under a minute left uh, really was the, the icing on the cake, the nail in the coffin, solidifying this win uh, and the Lightning take home a 3 nothing lead. Uh, obviously, the highlight and the first star of the game is Andre Vasilevsky, 36 saves. He, his record improves 25-6-1, and, um, and he gets his fourth shutout of the season. So what does that mean? Uh, Vasilevsky leads the league in wins, uh, as well as you know he is tied for second with, his, with four shutouts. So I, I've spoken about it many times on this show that Andre Vasilevsky really, I, I don't think he gets enough credit as maybe some people really do. And, and, you know, you're probably asking yourself, Adam, listen, listen, he is by far the greatest goalie, or I mean the best, let's not say greatest because it's still very early on. He's, he is by far the best goalie in the league on a yearly basis. Yes, you could make that, you, you could say that, and I agree. And I said that on last year. And guess what? He didn't take home the Vezina. Now, at the time, I was playing a good sport, and I was saying, you know, okay, you know what, Connor Hellbuck, for what the season, for what the the Winnipeg Jets had, and for where they ended up, yes, he deserved it. He he basically carried that team. But now, you can't make that excuse. Okay, it's a shortened season. Pretty much every team was playing under the same circumstances. And when I say that, COVID, roster changes, playing against pretty much almost the same team on a weekly basis, which I have to say, you know, I, I've, I've held my tongue for long enough. I stated on the on the season preview show how interesting and cool the schedule format was going to be with the frequency of matchups that they had between every team in the division. But now here I am with pretty much half, almost half a month, I guess you want to say, maybe a month left in the season. I I cannot wait till we get back to the regulars, regular regular uh, divisions, the regular, you know, the the more diverse uh, schedule because this is just I wouldn't say it's exhausting, but it's I I, I guess and maybe some Lightning fans could agree with me. It's Boring. I'm tired of seeing the Red Wings every other week. I'm tired of seeing Columbus. I'm tired of seeing Florida. That I, I I'm tired of you know I, I'm tired of seeing Dallas. But it, it, I don't know. It, it, I just can't. I, I can't wait till for, for next season. Even though you know we still have the entire playoffs to go through. But back to the Vasilevsky point. Vasilevsky is the best goalie for the past three four years in this league. Uh, he has been setting the standard for goaltenders in this league for the last three. Uh, he was, in my opinion, the best goalie in the league last season. And yes, the, the whole Connor Hellebuck thing, but he, I believe that Vasilevsky got robbed. Okay, and and yeah, you're you're judging the Vezina Trophy race based off of season merit, what they did during the regular season. But at the end of the day, uh, if you were to see how he played during the regular season as well as the playoffs, he was hands down the best goalie in the entire National Hockey League without a doubt. So, And, and if he doesn't win 
the the Vezina this year, it would be a travesty. And the same thing goes for Victor Hedman at the Norris, which he doesn't get enough respect either. And I think I don't I don't know what that's all about, but you know, because there's some people out there that are saying, "Ooh, Adam Fox should win the Norris," um, which if if you really feel really feel that way. A, you're you're kind of I I would I would probably give you a pass just because he's he's having a breakout season and you're kind of getting you know the the Adam Fox fever right now so we'll talk about that obviously when award award season kind of is upon us but let's talk about what happened over the last couple of days especially today which you know I I'm I'm of course uh, talking on uh, April twelfth which was the trade deadline day ended at three p.m. Uh, let's talk about what happened on Saturday, though. The Lightning bolstered their depth in the defense and defensive department, which they so badly needed. And they got David Savard from Columbus in a tr- three-team trade. Uh, this was a trade that needed to happen. That that G- general manager Julian Breeze boss really needs to go out there and make a move. And I tweeted about it, and 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 I'm surprised there wasn't that much more talk. That yes, Savard was available. Everybody knew that, but I don't think a lot of people knew that Tampa was in play up until maybe an hour within the trade occurring. Uh, I, I felt like this was a trade that it was a no-brainer for the team that they needed to make it happen, um, and regardless of what the cap space was looking like. So just to kind of recap what happened and what transpired, how this trade happened. Uh, they, they made the trade. You know, Savard's coming from Columbus, and the Red Wings were in, involved. So basically how this works is Columbus got Tampa's 2021 first-round pick and their 2022 third-round pick. And then the Red Wings will get uh, Brian Lashoff, and they will also get uh, Tampa's 2021 fourth-round draft pick. So basically, the Lightning don't have a first rounder for the second year in a row, which I am not the biggest fan of. But you know what? If if it results in another cup, I guess I could live with it, like I like we did last season. Uh, and also, just importantly, um, Detroit retains fifty percent of Savard's uh, salary, which really, really is a huge help to the cap. It. And then Columbus will take, uh, will retain fifty per- the the other fifty percent of the salary. So basically, uh, if you look at it this way, Tampa is getting a player for draft picks, and they're basically they basically have them for free. So I would say um, it's a it's a win win. You know, if if the Lightning end up winning the cup. Um, which I was when I was talking to someone before about this move, and basically, <clears throat> excuse me, um, the Savard pickup is, I guess, it, well, in my opinion, it's not. I guess I know. In my opinion, it's almost identical to the move that the Lightning made last season, in which they signed Zach Bogosian, which when they were desperately needed. Um, desperately needed that depth and he basically we saw with Bogosian he 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 uh he played his way up to the first line with Hedman I don't know if Savard is gonna end up on the first line I would imagine that's the plan to start off I don't know if he's gonna stay there 
we'll have to see. Um, but with the other D-men, I'm, I'm really excited to see how they develop, especially the young guys like Foot and Thomas. Uh, I think, like I said before, I think a long playoff run is going to do uh, so much for these guys. Um, and, and then the other trade that happened today, uh, the Lightning traded their the rights to uh, go, their goaltender Magnus Krona uh, for defenseman from the from the Sharks, uh, Frederick Klaeson. I hope I'm saying that right. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, he's just another depth guy. Uh, don't expect to see really big moments out of him. Uh, if you do, someone's hurt, which is even if he's on the ice, it's not the end of the world. Uh, I'm not entirely crazy about what they gave up in Krona. Um, we spoke about him a while back on this show uh, when we had, you know, when we were we had our little, I guess, uh, our little prospects. Uh, special. This is dating back to last season too. But Magnus Krona, in my opinion, was going to be, and not anytime soon, probably in the next three to four years, uh, the 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 goaltender that was going to take the torch from Vasilevsky. Uh, Krona, if you don't remember, six six, huge guy. He's currently, I believe, at the University of, of Denver right now, uh, playing college hockey. But Krona. Uh, you know, San Jose, the San Jose Sharks are getting a gold, good goaltender. Um, and I don't expect them to make an, an effect into break into the NHL for a couple more years. I mean, you never know with these guys. Uh, he's from Sweden, so he may not even he may go back to Sweden after college. It all depends on what he does in college. We'll have to wait and see. So, um, you know, the, the Lightning are in full win now mode, just kind of bolster the depth around them especially the defense which they so desperately need because John Jan Ruda cannot stay healthy Ryan McDonough is just bound to get you know banged up here and there that's just with the way he plays that's no knock against him that just shows that he's a hard worker and you know also as well as you know maybe some of these other guys you know god forbidding you know knock on wood if uh Sergachev or Hedman get banged up here and there but Obviously, we'll talk about that on future shows if it ever comes up. Hopefully, it doesn't, but I don't – so far, you know, I I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. Um, So, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the Lightning's next game, tomorrow night's game, which they will be playing the Nashville Predators again. So, we'll be back on tomorrow's show, uh, maybe sometime in the morning or noon, to preview that game and talk about maybe – some other moves that have gone around the NHL and how that really affects the Lightning, not right now, but going into the playoffs. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. 